0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, we depart from a normal Bible series to bring you this special Christmas message entitled, Jesus the God-Man. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to John chapter 1. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we confess our sins and the sin of our nation of finding our salvation in gold and silver and the Babylonish garment and not in Jesus Christ, your son, sent for our salvation through virgin's womb. Help us, O Lord, to bow down before your son, that we may worship him, we may obey him and love him and serve him all the days of our lives. For this we pray in Jesus' name, amen. In the journal of the academy, we may read, in the beginning was the chemicals, and the chemicals was with God, for the chemicals was God and after billions and billions of years the chemicals became fish, birds, dinosaurs and man and man said let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Now that is not what Saint John is saying in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 1. There he deals with this subject. Who can describe God? Who can explain God to us? Rabbi Ben Sira asked this question centuries ago. Philosopher Plato also thought about it, telling his students that perhaps Someday a word, Logos, would come from God to explain all mysteries and make everything plain. John the evangelist identifies the word as Jesus Christ in chapter 1, verse 17, who came into the world from the bosom of the Father, to explain, to exegete the Father's love to us, miserable sinners. So he says, in the beginning was the Word." not dinosaur, though they lived many, many, many years ago. In the beginning, he does not say, was man, or matter, or creation, in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God himself and he says the word became flesh the shortest account of the virgin birth is given to us by Saint John kai hologos saks again at and the word became flesh The Gospel of John stands apart from the rest of the Gospels, what we call synoptics. The Gospel of John, we discover, was written for unbelievers that they may come to confess Jesus Christ as the Son of God and that by believing in Him, we might have life. And the first epistle of St. John is written for believers. So the prologue, the introduction, consisting of chapter 1, verse 1 through 18, this prologue tells us how we should consider the rest of this gospel. That John, the evangelist, is telling us that readers should realize the words and deeds revealed in the rest of the gospel are the words and deeds of Jesus Christ, who is God himself. They should believe in Jesus Christ, they should worship him, they should obey him and serve him, even as doubting Thomas came to believe in him. And he worshipped him, confessing, my Lord and my God. The question before us, who is Jesus Christ? In fact, Jesus himself asked this question to his disciples at Caesarea Philippi, who do you say that I am? The disciples themselves ask the question who is this even the wind and the waves obey him the unbelieving Pharisees and the scribes ask the question who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy who can forgive sins but God alone on the last week when Jesus entered Jerusalem on a donkey, we are told the whole city asked, who is this? Well, the answer comes to us from the lips of Jesus Christ himself in this gospel. First, he says, before Abraham was, I am. Ego, amy that means he is the eternal I am as he revealed himself to Moses in Exodus 3 and verse 14 eternal I am means he is self-existing self-sufficient independent pre-existent infinite personal God that's what he is second he said to the Samaritan woman in John 4 and verse 26. I am the Messiah promised in the Old Testament. Thirdly, in chapter 6 verse 35, he says, Ego, amy, I am the bread of life. Fourthly, in chapter 8 verse 12, he says, Ego, amy, I am the light of the world. The light that dispels and defeats darkness by defeating all evil, especially the prince of darkness, the ruler of this world. Fifthly, chapter 10, verse 9, and he says, Ego, amy, I am the door. That is, the door through which one can enter the kingdom of God. There is no other door. Next chapter 10 verse 11. He says I am. Ego amy the good shepherd. Who lays down his life. For the life of his sheep. Number 7. Chapter 10 verse 36. Ego amy. I am. The unique son of God. Then chapter 11 verse 25. He says I am. The resurrection and the life. Chapter 14, verse 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Meaning, I am the only way, the only truth, and the only life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And chapter 10, verse 1 says, I am the true vine." The Israelites, the old vine, never obeyed God and never brought forth fruit for the glory of God. But here is Jesus Christ, he says, I'm the true vine who brings forth fruit for Father's glory. That is, he came to fully obey God. And God's eternal purpose for, of our salvation shall prosper in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. So let us look at this passage, the prologue, the introduction of the Gospel of Saint John, where we receive answer from him, from the evangelist, answer to this question, who is Jesus Christ? And what is his mission? Who is Jesus Christ? Number one, in the beginning was the Word. What does that mean? It means the Logos, the Word, is eternal. He was existing before creation. This statement affirms the personality of the Word and the pre-existence of the Word. In Colossians 1 verse 17 says, He is before tapanta, all things, before the cosmos, before creation. Prophet Micah said, His origins are from of old, from ancient times. He has no beginning and no end. He is the eternal word. He is the originator of all things created. He is the word. That, is, that means he is the communication of God the Father. He is the self-expression of God. He is the agent of God in creation, in revelation, in deliverance. And in judgment. And we read in Psalm 33 and verse 6. By the word of the Lord. Where the heavens made their starry hosts. By the breath of his mouth. Genesis 1, 3. We read God said let there be light. And there was light. Psalm one. 107 verse 20 we read. He sent forth his word. And healed them. Isaiah 55 verse 11. He says so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. But will accomplish what I desire. And achieve the purpose for which I sent it. That word sent by the Father is Jesus Christ. When the Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Old Testament, was read in the synagogues, in place of the divine name, they read Hologos, the Word, the Word of God. We also reveal ourselves to others through our words. I, I wish and I hope that you husbands will come home and talk a little bit, and wives talk a little bit. Communicate, sir. Even so, God reveals himself to his creation through the personal agency of his eternal word. God is not aloof from his creation. God is not indifferent to his creation. He delights in revealing himself to us through the Word, Jesus Christ. Number two, who is Jesus Christ? The Word was with God. John is describing here the personality of the Word and the Word's distinction from the Father. Also the world's eternal close association with the Father. The word was theon Meaning the word was toward God. Face to face with God. The word was in fellowship with the Father. The word was in the very bosom of the Father. In love relationship with the father and so we read in john seventeen and verse five and now father glorify me in your presence with the glory i had with you before the world began and verse 24 father i want those you have given me to be with me where i am and to see my glory the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. So, John speaks of the word's personality, his distinction, his equality with the Father, and his intimate relationship with the Father. Understand the Jews were monotheists. John was a Jew, yet he dares to assert. The personality, the co-equality and close association of the word with the Father. John was a believer in one God existing in three persons. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. No one, friends, can be saved without this faith in the triune God. Number three we read. Who is Jesus Christ? The word was God himself. There is emphasis on the word God. The word was deity. Nothing higher can be asserted about the word. Old Testament spoke of this truth. In Psalm 45 and verse 6. Your throne O God will last forever. This is God speaking about his own son. He calls him God. Isaiah 9 verse 6 to us, a son is given. He is called mighty God. Jesus said so himself. He said, I and the Father are one. John 10 and verse 30. And John 14, verse 9. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been with you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. And there are other apostles making the same statement. Number four, the word created all Things visible, invisible, animate, inanimate, angels, and men. Created all things, yet created not evil, created for him. He is the heir of all things. He was before all things. And all things hold together consist in Jesus Christ. And he created all things ex nihilo, out of nothing. He did not create from pre-existing matter. And that tells you, matter is not evil, as the Greeks understood. The word... God created all matter Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 8 and verse 6 Here St Paul speaks the same thing Yet for us there is but one God the Father from whom are all all things came and for whom we live And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. This Jesus Christ sustains moment by moment every fool, every atheist, and every devil, and every child of God. Look around, friends. And look at yourself and see Jesus Christ gave you being. And it is he who is sustaining you at this very moment. By his will, the bird flies. And by his will, we die to face him as judge. So in this assertion, the word created all things john denies eternity of matter matter was not eternal in the beginning was not chemicals that matter is evil he denies it he denies evolutionary hypotheses he denies That creation is from pre-existing matter. He denies the independence of creation. He denies pantheism that says everything is God. He denies the deification of nature and environment. Number five, Jesus Christ is life, sir. Jesus Christ is life, in him was life, you must understand here the word life is stated in terms of the, in its broadest sense, all life, physical and spiritual, life in creation cannot exist without Jesus Christ. He is the source of all life. So John opposes all evolutionary idea of life. True origin of all life is not chemicals but Christ Jesus. There is intelligent design to the universe. But those who advocate intelligent design will not dare to assert that the designer is Jesus Christ but that's what the text is saying not some undefined God or force or power the designer is Jesus Christ designer of all things created he is life and John, in his epistle, chapter 1, he says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked and looked at, and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. John 5, verse 26, for us, the father has life in himself, so he has granted the son to have life in himself. And as you know, he said, I am the resurrection and the life, and so on. He said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full." He said, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. In him is life, and in him alone is life. And in him alone is eternal life. Number six, Jesus Christ is light. All knowledge comes through Jesus Christ. Man receives light through His creation and through conscience. So, man, Paul says, is without excuse when he stands before the judge, the Word of God, Jesus Christ. All truth radiates from Jesus Christ. And also, we read Jesus Christ gives light of the knowledge of God through the sacred scriptures. And finally, through the incarnational life of his son. He is the final and ultimate revelation of God to man. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in the last days, he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And in John 12 and verse 46, he himself said this, I have come into the world as light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. He also said, light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds are evil. Go ahead, find your freedom and life in dope and the cheap meth. Go ahead, find your life in gold and silver and political power. let me tell you, it will disappoint you in no time light has come into the world walk in the light and John tells us this light shines in darkness it is in the present tense that means this Jesus Christ shines continually in darkness Friends, the problem is not that there is no light. The problem is the eyes of the wicked people are blinded by the God of this world. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. The light shines in darkness. And the darkness cannot overcome the light. Cannot defeat the light. It's not cannot understand. That's understood. But darkness cannot defeat light. But the opposite is true. The light overcomes darkness. Friends, Jesus came to defeat moral evil. To defeat Satan, the prince of this world. And he said so. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. But I, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. He says, I will not speak with you much longer for the prince of this world is coming and it has absolutely no hold on me because he was without sin. And he said, in regard to judgment because the prince of this world now stand condemned. Jesus defeated evil, darkness by his death on Calvary he builds his church and he said the gates of hell shall not prevail against his church so the bible tells us resist the devil and he shall flee from you the light the darkness flees when there is light and jesus said you are the light of the world and god appointed Paul the apostle for this purpose to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me and Paul tells us in Ephesians 5.8 you were once darkness but now you are light in the Lord number seven the word became flesh he who eternally was became here is the boldest statement of the virgin birth it denies docetism which denied the humanity of Jesus Gnosticism denied that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. But here St. John affirms it. In the most bold way he knew how. And the word became flesh. Not he became man. Became flesh. Jesus was real man. He was historical man. He did not become an angel to redeem fallen angels. He loved us, so he became fully man to redeem us from the slavery of sin and Satan. He who eternally was became man in time. Not flesh became God. God became flesh. The word was God and the word became flesh. Friends, there is great mystery here. If you don't believe in the virgin birth, you are not a Christian. And you are not saved. There is no subtraction but only addition. The divine person took upon himself our frail human nature minus sin jesus christ is god man Hmm. my professor john murray said these things he who never began to be in his specific identity as son of god began to be what he eternally was not the infinite became the finite the eternal and supratemporal entered time the immutable became mutable. The invisible became visible. The creator of all things became the created. The sustainer of all became dependent. The almighty became infirm. God became man. There is conjunction conjunction in one divine person all that belongs to Godhead and all that belongs to manhood the word became flesh not by human begetting mm. but the power of the Holy Ghost upon Mary Holy Spirit begat Mary conceived and gave birth to a son Jesus He dwelt among us. He was Emmanuel, God with us. And John tells us we beheld his glory. Not all beheld his glory. His disciples beheld his glory. Those whose eyes have been opened by Jesus Christ beheld his glory. And confessed that he is God and man. That Jesus was God man. They saw his glory in his miracles, in his teachings, in his transfiguration, in his death, and in his resurrection. All true believers, true believers, behold his glory in the gospel of John. The word became flesh. We are told he dwelt among us to explain his father to us. He alone was qualified to reveal the Father. He was eternally with the Father in heaven. He was in the closest association with the Father. He alone saw the Father in his essential glory. No man has ever seen God, even Moses. No man has ever seen God in his essential glory because no sinner man can see God jesus christ revealed the father to us he who was in the bosom of the father explained him to us so plainly that to see jesus is to see the father and saint paul speaks to us that we see the glory of god in the face of jesus christ in the gospel that means the gospel reveals Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ reveals God the Father. And then you understand Father's love for you and the Son's love for you. And by faith you will say also our Father who art in heaven. This revelation of Jesus is the ultimate and final revelation no more clear revelation is going to come and hit you it's in the bible he came to give us eternal life and he tells us now this is eternal life that they may know thee the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent knowing God the father by knowing Jesus Christ is eternal life And, friends, in Jesus is fullness of grace and truth. No grace in anyone else. No truth in anyone else. He came as truth to give witness to truth. In Jesus, friends, we know who God is. We know who man is. We know what sin is. We know what creation is all about. We know what redemption is all about. in Jesus alone there is fullness of grace for he fulfilled God's law in behalf of us fully the word became flesh why you ask why he became flesh because the wages of sin is death and all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and God sent his son to become man yet without sin That he may pay the price of our sin by his death on the cross. He gave him the cup of our wrath and he took it, he drank it by his death on the cross. In Jesus Christ, grace and truth kissed each other on the cross. We needed grace, not justice. Now, friends, grace flows from the cross for all who believe in Jesus grace the word charis comes from the word kara means joy all sinners are under God's wrath and so they are miserable I read there was a a divorce situation and this woman is given 53 thousand a week to live that's about 3 million dollars a year you can have all the millions in the world, but you are miserable, 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 hopeless, miserable, sir. Joy comes through grace, and grace comes through Jesus Christ. Virgin birth is for sinners' joy. Are you a sinner? You are miserable, you don't have to tell me. The wrath of God is being revealed against you. You are dead in trespasses and sins. But look at Christ. Born to us, to us a child is born. To us a son is given. To us for our benefit, for our salvation. That we may draw grace and joy from him. So believe on the Lord Jesus, and you shall sing the song of salvation, sir. Turn with me to the book of John, chapter 9. What happened to the blind man of chapter 9? 9.35, Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Turn to chapter 20. This doubting Thomas It is written, the prologue, the introduction, is written that we may know who Jesus is and that we may confess him and worship him and be saved. As you celebrate Christ, Christmas in 2008, know the real purpose of Jesus' birth. By his life and death, he saves sinners. He gives them the gift of eternal life. I feel sorry for this nation and for the church that worships at the altar of stuff, gold and silver and Babylonish garments and rejects the eternal life, the gift that God has sent in Jesus Christ. He became flesh that he met I so the writer to the hebrews says since the children have flesh and blood he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death that is the devil and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death friends he removes our fear of death we do not fear anymore because he lives we live also and he lives forever and we will live forever we shall never die from his fullness may we receive grace upon grace blessing upon blessing and we learn his grace is all we need and we learn his grace is sufficient Friends, let us fall down before this Jesus. Before this Jesus? Who is this Jesus? In Jesus Christ, all the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form. The helpless, crying infant born in a manger in Bethlehem is deity wrapped in human flesh. Let us bow down before him. Let's worship without cessation. Obey without hesitation. Love without reservation. And serve him without interruption. Friends, have you seen the glory of Jesus? Can you answer the question, who is Jesus? Father sent him to us to bring us from our shame shame of sin to the glory of the sons of God Heavenly Father we thank you for giving life and sustaining fools atheists unbelievers in your mercy and grace maybe some of them are here Lord have mercy upon them Open their eyes. Light has come. And I proclaimed the light. The light has come. But we cannot see the light. Without your supernatural miracle. Amen. Open the eyes of the blind. As you opened the blind man's eyes in John 7. That he may believe that he may confess, that he may fall down and worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio of the special Christmas message entitled, Jesus, the God-Man. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.